Josh Mulker. like Josh like to party. I do. Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's up? Hey Wells, Wells testing one two Wells. Wells, are you, you there? You can. Are this, you there? Is Wells? this thing it's on? No, it's not. It's on. Okay. It's not. Wow, it. and I'm back. No, you're not. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, so what's been going on since last recording? Uh, so uh, roasting for research was how last was weekend. Super fun. Um, how, I, I do you know how much money was? No, I, I, okay. I don't. I, I forgot to ask, and I meant to text today and get a get a final figure for it. Um, they had a big crowd. They ran out of armbands, so they had to get creative with that, which is a great sign. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, they had people dropping tickets into all sorts of raffle baskets. They had online auctions that were doing better than what I wanted to spend on things. Yes. Um, you know? <laughs> It's like, yes. oh, that looks really. Oh, dang, that's a lot. I don't. I mean, it's for a good cause, but you know, I mean, the one thing that like was still, I, I really wanted to bite because I, I, I've told you guys this. I've never been in an NFL game my entire life, and like being able to get luxury box tickets to go to an NFL game. Yeah, I don't care if it's the terrible Panthers versus the terrible Lions, like. It's it's the experience, and then I don't know they beat the Packers. It's true. <laughs> I don't know what that says about either team, but it, but even that price started to get a little bit more like I gotta I gotta think about this. Yeah, but it, it's cool. Uh, Wells, did you go to what? Roasting for research. Roasting. Oh no, my okay. uh, nephew was born oh. that morning, so I was busy with family stuff. Congrats, okay. drunk uncle. Yeah, drunk uncle. Well, I'm sober uncle right now. <laughs> so. Good times, yeah. Lots good. of oysters, lots of people. Um, chicken nuggies. Oh yeah, the chicken ch- chicken tendies were on point. The fish was uh, flounder, I think he said, super great. Uh, he was cranking out fresh hush puppies. They were so good. Nice. I mean, it was just all like it was just all really good. Cool. It's a good time. Wells, have you done anything beer? I actually did do something pretty fun. What you did? Um, so one of the Charlotte Craft Beer Week events. Uh, took place over at Free Range and brewers from Free Range, uh, Divine, Pilot, um, oh my goodness, I'm missing one, and Noda. Hi, Chad. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, little, little bird you might have heard around here. We're reading bad untapped reviews. Oh, fine. As, as an event. Yeah, you mean just, the idea that we have tried to do on this podcast forever, but I, nobody will ever come on mic and do it? I, I guess so. Well, that was that was the highlight of my week. I'll say, I bet that was super fun. It was, and not all insults were created equal. Some of them definitely showed, like, wow, this person's just a moron and should not be trusted with anything like a keyboard. And I don't know. I just thought it was pretty interesting to see how all the brewers, you know, kind of. Responded. Had, yeah, responded and had their own little style, and that was that was a really fun event. I'm glad it finally took place after being kicked around for almost a decade. Yeah, I was about to say, I know that we have had conversations with people that worked at breweries off my who were willing course. to come on. Yeah, who were willing to come on? We could just never get it to yeah, work out because never, yeah. I just thought it would be a load of fun. Of Better late than never, man. It was it was a good time. I'm sure. My favorite comment was. Tastes better out of my sycamore glass. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. Damn. Shots know. fired. I know. I so won't. is the insinuation there that it's the same beer that Sycamore made? I don't know what the insinuation there is. I mean, it, it tastes better in a glass than out of a can 
Probably. Okay. But sure. But why specifically Are you say you went to Sycamore and or bought a Sycamore glass? I, I mean, yeah, again, weird flex, I, isn't it? Well, did, did they really buy it or sure? I mean, how many stolen glasses are out there? We know that. I don't know. It's almost like I wrote an article about it once upon a time. No way. I know. Uh, Jeff, I know you had something else you wanted to talk about. Really quickly, I'll I, talk about it later when we get in. When okay. We get into buy no buy because it'll make more sense. Okay, fair in the context. Um, really quickly, I do want to mention that both Wells and I will be at Night and Day Festival this year. Oh yeah, this, this Saturday, upcoming Saturday, we're living that VIP life. Yeah, super excited. This is my third time attending. Your first. first. This is my first beer festival since QCBF. You're gonna have a blast, man. It it's just a good time. It's. This is not sponsored at no, all. We, like we definitely no, pay no, for this. No, it is not. My wallet says so. Yeah. This is not sponsored at all. But I'm pretty pumped. Like they they really pull some some strong breweries, and everybody brings you know puts their best foot forward. And it's this large outdoor, like some indoor, just no line. Good time. Yeah, I'm like super pumped to be able to try some Jackios and try some Weathered Souls and. Cinnamon coffee cake, barley wines. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, let's let's not. So, anyways, next recording session, Wells and I will be given our uh, our hottest takes of the beer festival Fantastic. in my Irish goodbyes. Ooh, because you know that's gone. That, that that's a, that's a you thing for sure. You know, it's not a you thing. What's that? Reading your goddamn lease. Uh oh. Knowing that your lease is going to come up. Hmm. And not getting locked out of your brewery, Blue Blaze. All right, all right. We're coming on real hot with this one, aren't you? I am, because uh, it's pretty simple. Somebody that I know very closely works in real estate for commercial stuff. You don't magically just sign a one-year commercial lease. This stuff is signed for three minimum years, if not more. Yep. And you're going to act like the... I'm frustrated with so, this. So, beyond so, all so you So use your words. What, what happened to Blue Blaze? So right. Blue yeah. Blaze. A local brewery here in Charlotte. A brewery in Charlotte. Yes, yeah, say, say your thing before I rant more. Is in a sudden eviction battle with a new landlord. Um, this, the property that Blue Blaze is in, uh, they got within one year of lease negotiations, which is, or one year of, end of lease before they really started negotiations. Yeah. The property itself had been bought. The developer that was originally supposed to like rehab this mill that is adjoining Blue Blaze just wasn't able to pull that project off. I mean, this thing yep. was supposed to be done three, four years ago, and looks like it's getting ready to start. So 28 months from when they start, we should finally see like some development going on next door to Blue Blaze. However... Man, Blue Blaze has not been paying that much in rent. Like they're, I mean, the equivalent of I mean, forty thousand dollars annually. That's that's a very little for a commercial space. But yes, yeah, very but, little but, for but, any space. I know. I mean, honestly. But I thought thought that was incredibly kind of fair, given that they are literally the only thing like on that block. Sure. Uh huh. Well, the new uh, developer isn't quite interested in Blue Blaze continuing to pay that low number and said, you know, came back with what they considered to be market rate, which is five times what Blue Blaze was paying already. That's enough to give anybody a heart attack. Yeah. And I thought Blue Blaze came back with a fair counter. 
which did you know kind of fell on deaf ears at the developer. Developer started going through the eviction process, but was still ca- uh, cashing Blue Blaze's rent checks. So that case was thrown out kind of right away. Um, but they're locked in a lease battle. It's it's Blue Blaze versus a, a out of state developer. Things are not looking good. They're not definitely for sure. Um, again, these commercial leases are different from a residential lease. One hundred percent. You are not signing a one year lease. You're typically again bare minimum of three, if not five. Mm-hmm. I don't know when they sign that lease, so I don't know for two years in, three years in, four years in, what the case is. Six, six. Okay. So I also know too that. It's hard to read the tea leaves, right? I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I, I bought this facility or leasing this facility. I was told when I was leasing it that all this rehab work was going to go on and these apartment complexes were going to get put up. And I'm the only thing here right now. Yeah. I mean, for every for every brewery that gets handed a big fat check and an open invitation to move into the new apartment complex that's sky rising up, you know, as we speak, yeah. there are those breweries who buy a new location because they just need more space. And it just so happens like birdsong where I drove through there yesterday, Saturday for roasting for research. Uh-huh. Hadn't been through like that necessarily pathway in a while that and was blown away yeah. at all the friggin' apartments. And that's all it is. And I'm like, that's going to keep them alive. Yep. Now, you know, we've seen, it's not like this is a new phenomena, but we have seen in town, especially a lot of the old standby, like cultural icons of our city. I say our city, whatever. You've been here long enough. <laughs> right. Right. So it's, it's, it it's been a decade. It counts. Right. But, but a lot of these cultural like landmarks finally give in because, you know, like COVID put a lot of pressure on them. But honestly, I'm sure at some point the money just got too good. Yeah. You know, why yep. keep open, you know, a little hole in the wall fried chicken shack? Instead, let's put up another apartment. Yeah, I was so bummed I didn't. I never actually got to try prices. Oh, it was okay. I mean, it was, you know, like... I'm fried a, chicken is fried chicken. Yes, I get that. I'm, I'm a fan of just give me a big old box of fried brown stuff. Yeah. Which is probably why I like Rosen for research so much. <laughs> <laughs> I want some chicken tinnies. I want some fried fish. I want some fried shrimp. I want some french fries. I want some hush puppies. I need a vegetable. How about some coleslaw? And a stint. And a stint. Um, I, it, uh, let me rephrase a little bit. There I, we go. I may have come in a little harsh on Blue Blaze. Yes, you did. But at the same time, again, I read an article on Reddit about this six months ago. Yeah. That this was happening. Um, I got to believe that some of this is... Blue get a better Bla- lawyer. Or, or Blue Blaze just like hoping that we can work something out. You know, we're a pillar of the community, blah, 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 blah. And like, I don't know. I I don't know the folks at Blue Blaze, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, I'm shooting completely in the dark here. But yep. I never felt like Blue Blaze was as good as they thought Blue Blaze was. Um, when yeah. it came to beer quality, like I've had their stuff on a number of occasions and you've never heard me talk about it. There's a reason for that. I mean, at least you didn't hate it, right? Because then that would be bad, too. Sure. Uh, you know, just a, just a, a peek behind the curtains. There are a lot of breweries in town we don't talk about because they're not worth talking about. They're not worth talking about. There's one right now that's desperately trying to get everybody's attention in their annual And I'm done talking grab. about it, yeah. Not gonna, you know, we're, we're not going to bring it up. We're not going to talk about it. Yep. Don't Fuck care. Em. Don't care. Fuck them. 
at this point. Yeah. But and, and don't get me wrong, I do feel bad about what's going on with Blue Blaze. This sucks. This is a bad situation to be in. I don't know if lack of proactivity caused this. I don't know if it's, you know, everybody wants to say, well, it's an out-of-state developer. That means jack and shit, to be honest. Pick up the phone and call. Understood. But I'm saying out-of-state in that they don't spend time in this actual market very much. Okay. And, in fact, the other project that this developer has going on in Charlotte is the Sycamore property. Oh, okay. So that giant tower that they moved Sycamore into, and then they're going to tear down the old Sycamore place for another giant tower. That's these guys. Interesting. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Well, their experience in dealing with breweries in Charlotte has been them. Yeah. So. Best of luck, Blue Blaze. Yeah, I guess all I can say. Yeah, I know. I, you I mean, know, I they mean, are I, truly fighting for their lives right now. I, I, I you know, I don't want to see. I don't want to see anybody close. So I don't. It, it, well, I don't want to see anybody close because of a mistake like this. Good point. You know, now it could very well be, and, and we've seen breweries close because of real estate or location issues. Yes. Again, COVID put a lot of pressure on a lot of breweries. Yeah. And it's entirely possible. I'm not saying this is the case, but it's entirely possible that Blue Blaze was looking for an out, and this might be their out. Well, I, know. I, who knows? I, like I said, I, I've... Possible, they but always, I strongly doubt that. They always have you know, a couple of you know, facings at pretty much every Harris Teeter, but I've literally never seen anybody buy any of their beer. No. And the couple of times I've tried any of their stuff just to see, like, I just, you know, I'm, it's nonplussed. Whelmed. Best. Yeah. Whelmed. All the whelmed. I mean, that's the other, you know, I guess kind of weird, sad part about some of these local breweries that have distro and we don't review their beers on the show because there's just, there, no good comes of it. Yeah. At well, the end it's, of not, the it's not going to change anything. No. Like our, our demo isn't. Buying that beer? No, no, you're absolutely right. Or the <laughs> it's less death for threats that we get at beer festivals. Oh, <laughs> uh, that never happened. I don't know. Maybe it did. Anyways, uh, who's buying what now? Uh, so <laughs> of course you know you always got to love uh, a press release, and this one just popped in today. So I'm like, ah, just throw and talk about it real quick. Um. Till Ray, who owns uh, Green Flash and Sweetwater, has acquired Montauk Brewery, uh, who they say um, the fastest growing craft beer brand and number one craft brewer in Metro New York. All right, never and, heard and, of them. And whenever I see like those like very specific details, I think uh, uh, you remember, you've seen the jerk with Steve Martin's, right? Oh, yeah. And he's like anything from right here above the gum, but to the left of the pencil erasers, you know, like this very small area. They were the fastest growing because they were the only one there. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say Mister New York, Metro New York. You ever heard of the, these guys before? I've not had a single beer from them. I just looked it up on Untapped. Like, okay, nothing. Okay, so. But I mean, like, you know, they were in Target, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, Stop and Shop, you know, like, so they're in a bunch of places. So maybe they were the fastest growing because they signed distro and or contract brute. Who knows? Yeah. But hey, um, so Tilray brought up, bought up somebody else. Okay. Yeah. They're going to keep growing, I guess. More power to them. Must be a lot of money and weed then, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? 
Canadian weed making money so they can come down and buy U.S. craft breweries. I mean, what a thought. I'll take that versus, you know, some of the... Maybe Miller. Exactly. Although, at the end of the day, do we really know it's any better? We don't. I mean... Well, you don't because you don't know what they're going to do with it. Yeah. I mean, Sweetwater hasn't changed. Right. Um, It's still a lot of their beer I don't buy, but they haven't changed. Like, I see their same product set. Like, I guess... The G strains they did start to push a little bit harder, like the G thirteen and all that stuff. Sure. But that was about it. But I, I also don't. I like to me. There's a difference between a macro brewery like AB InBev that buys up somebody like this to fold them into their umbrella, right. and production's gonna get moved. As opposed to we're a, a marketing firm, an equity firm, whatever Tilray Brands is, you know. They're not. They they don't have some super massive facility. They're going to move all the production to. So right. you're going to continue to see stuff get made out of where it gets made. They just yeah. You know, you may not be able to tell right away, but then you know maybe the recipes start getting changed and tweaked and made more efficient and or cheaper and or and or and or and or. Uh, Fobab or Fubab. I don't know. Fobab. Fobab. We'll call Festival Fobab. of barrel wood and barrel aged beers. So Fobab 2022 happened. This past weekend in Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. Which was, uh, which was fun. Um, I got a, a ping on Untapped. Uh, we had sent that bottle of Sympathetic up to mm-hmm. Jason, and uh, they were all sharing that uh, a couple nights ago. So sounded like they all enjoyed it. Nice. So, uh, Wells, what do, you, what do you want me to scroll to? Well, let's just talk about who took overall best in show. All right. And that was a beer that we had. On this show, mm-hmm. and that I have a feeling is going to show up in our end of year stuff. Absolutely. And that is Lost Abbey's Duck Duck Goose Anniversary Blend. Right. I mean, that Duck, thing yeah. keeps me up at night in a cold sweat in a yeah. good, good way. Duck Duck Goose is a three-year blend of their Lambic, and then the anniversary was a blend of their three previous iterations. So it was basically a nine-year blend of their Lambic. It was so amazingly good. Yes. So congratulations, big congratulations to the Lost Abbey. I mean, uh, y- any, y'all earned that one. <laughs> any North Carolina or, because I, I, I'll be honest, I did not look through this. Any North Carolina or Charlotte breweries win anything at this one? No, I don't, I don't no Charlotte, that. and I can't remember North Carolina. Okay. It was inter- like, I was interested in that we didn't, I didn't see a lot of repeat, or not, not repeats. I didn't see a lot of like the, the usual suspects, right? I mean, like perennials in there, Lost Abbey, Distill. You know, these are some that you've heard of. And then a lot of these others that literally never heard of before, which I thought was kind of neat, you know. Uh, Sun King won a couple for uh, experimental and a fruit beer. So they had a good year. Um, there was oh, that this <laughs> off-color brewing got third place for barrel-aged beer for tacos. <laughs> this sounds super interesting. Doesn't it? I'd, I'd be down for a beer like that. And you know what's going to end up happening? It's going to be like tequila barreled Mexican lager. Oh, so there is a right. North Carolina. Uh, if you scroll up just a little bit, uh, we had this oh, one yeah. on the show, I oh, believe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The two-way mirror from Bramari. That was their oh, okay. oak-aged or bourbon barrel-aged Oktoberfest. That was ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That one was amazing. I, that that's one that you know there we have so many beers on the show there aren't many that stick with me right um, that that's one that for sure stuck with me and it is kind of crazy as fast as this year has gone it's already november and i don't want to talk about it 
our, our best of is going to be coming up shortly. Yep, I was right. So the, the barrel-aged beer for tacos is tequila barreled. Ghost-style beer aged in oak tequila barrels with lime juice and salt. Yeah, I'm out. Yes, please. I am in. And for that reason, so, so I am out. Mm. All right, so uh, beer is dying again. Oh, yeah. Beer's, nobody likes beer anymore. Nobody's nope. drinking beer. Nope. We all hate it. It's worthless. So beer has been on a... In, in terms of market share of the alcohol market, beer has been on a steady, slow decline for the last 12 years. And it looks like spirits are about to become number one uh, by... Number one alcohol type by market share. Like number, over number one beer. with a bullet? I guess so. That's interesting. I mean, vodka, 4.9%. Tequila, 30%. Okay. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> but also, it's all the ready-to-drink cocktails that are spirits-based. Yeah. You know, and we've... Yeah, which, I mean... Maybe it's just the disadvantage, I guess, so to speak, of living here in North Carolina where... You have to go to an ABC store to get something like that. Right. You can't yep. just go to a grocery store and pick it up. And honestly, if you're there at a liquor store, you're probably just going to buy the liquor. Exactly. That that was my point. Like, I'm at the liquor store. I see this tequila or yep. vodka. Why don't I just buy the handle yep. of Tito's and then go to Teeter and get my soda or whatever? Right. I, you know, when I was in Spokane... Um, we went to a little grocery store. It's kind of like a fresh market kind of place, you know, and had that same kind of vibe and really neat little eclectic, a little bit of everything and go to their liquor, their, their, their alcohol section and they had some wine and then they had beer, but then they had those ready to drink cocktails. And, yeah. um, I, I had had, they had a, a huckleberry lemonade from uh, dry fly, which I previously had, um, and kind of remembered <laughs> that tells you anything, <laughs> but I, you know, enjoyed it. I'm like, oh, I don't get some of that and take it, you know, take it home for the wife. And, um, and anyway, it's, it's like super convenient. I get my groceries, I get my this, I get my that. And I always get some ready made cocktails. Yeah. I, you know, I yeah. get it. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I guess I get the convenience of it, but here in, in this state, it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. It makes zero Not sense. Make your own. Yeah. Just make your own damn shit. So currently, if you've got some Huckleberry lemonade. Or just buy huckleberries and lemonade and infuse. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Currently, forty-two uh, percent of the U.S. beverage alcohol market is beer. Spirits are forty-one percent. Wine coming in, huh. whopping sixteen. Well, and I mean, I guess here's the other thing too. Like, out of the three of us, I'm pretty sure, especially now, I'm the most avid football watcher of the group. I don't miss a Panthers game. I hate myself. <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry. I know. But like one of the things that cracks me up is like you see these like Crown Royal commercials. Yep. The last thing I would want to do is sit there and drink a, a, a shot of Crown as I'm watching football. Like that does not work for me. Yeah. I, I never understand like the advertising demographic of Crown Royal compared to Bud Light, compared to all of the ED ads they have, compared to like like they're just trying to grab everybody, obviously, but it's just it's such a weird It is. Speaking of it, I know this is totally off topic about what we're talking about, but we've never gone off topic before. One hundred percent related to what we just talked about and beer. Voodoo. The Voodoo Ranger shit. Oh yeah. It's becoming so big. I see commercials for it only now. Wow. They never mention the word New Belgium. 
they just say Voodoo Ranger. And I'm like, what is happening? This is nuts. So a few shows back, we were kind of talking about the Voodoo Ranger. We talked right. about getting like a mix pack. And so I got a mix pack about a month or so ago because I, I was at that weird spot of like, I know beer's coming out that I want, but I'm not, you know, like I just need something to get me through. Yeah. Which sounds like an addict. Maybe I am. <laughs> I just need this. I got the shakes. Hey, y'all got any more MIPAs? But I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And it was on sale. And, I, you know, it was like Three Hazies and Voodoo Ranger. Yep. And, man, I uh, I don't hate regular Voodoo Ranger. Yeah. But I really... And the Actually, I take it back. It was Two Hazies and then the Experimental one, which wasn't bad on its own. But... um. Yeah, not, not a fan of those hazies. I still have like two or three of them sitting there in the fridge taunting me like, you'll drink this after you've had a couple other things you don't care about your life anymore. I'm right. Like, okay. So. I mean, at, at some point, we probably will do those on the show, but it was just... I don't... I don't... It, I, I it mean, was bizarro land. Like, literally, like, two episodes after we t- we talked about it. And it's an animated commercial where the little skeleton dude is like dancing around doing his thing, but this is a bizarre thing to see, but... Back back to this article. Um, we've how long have we been doing the show? How long have we been talking about wine and spirits are coming for beer? Wine and spirits are coming for beer. Wine and spirits are coming for beer. Well, maybe not wine, but definitely spirits well, and yeah. definitely spirit based seltzers. Everything else is going to crush beer. Yeah, I mean, at some point, maybe it happens. I don't know. What honestly, but I does find, it matter? So, what I find surprising is that the the percentage. Of wine is so low. Yep. Because I mean, you, you watch really any TV, most of what people are drinking is wine. And maybe it's because it's easy to fake, although I find that bourbon would be super easy to fake, as would, you know, vodka or tequila or whatever. Right. But, right. Like, it's just, you know, like that's the thing that everybody, you know, like, but I'm just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Right. Um, but, you know, cocktails are a big deal and maybe that's maybe that number's so high because there's so many flipping bars around. Yeah, that's possible. Another interesting uh stat kind of buried in this article, uh the number of craft breweries operating in the United States in 2021, new record 9,118. Yep. God, that's why I scrolled down. That's a lot. So clearly, beer's in trouble because there's more breweries than ever. Well, and and, because that's a sign that they're in trouble. So many. Yes. Part of me wonders if, like, I don't know how these stats are put together. So do some of math. Shut up, smartass. (laughs) So do some of these like local breweries. Do they count into these figures? Is it just by default, like the state of North Carolina here is beer volume. Doesn't matter if it's retail or if it's Yeah, you know, I'm sure they whatever. just scrape the untapped API or something. Oh man. my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a scientific. We registered this many check. I'm sorry, is this a BuzzFeed article? No, CNBC. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, whatever. It's It'll ebb and flow, I think, between these ready-to-make cocktails. Like, Jeff, you have a child in college. Correct. You were once in college. Correct. You don't really want to drink beer when you're in college. Like, Wait, what? I don't know. Most kids like to drink I hard do. alcohol. I can't do a keg stand of bourbon. No. Yeah. No. 
But, but they're also not drinking so, bourbon. They're <coughs> drinking vodka. They're drinking tequila. If I'm at a party at somebody else's house, r- roll out the liquor. Because I'm going for, you know, fastest pass to tipsy. Um, if I'm drinking in, at my place, it's it's going to be beer because I'm a cheap college student. Okay. I'm a poor college student. Okay. You know, I mean... Not not everybody can roll, you know, deep and well, I mean, even when they're shitty vodka handles, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, like not even Tito's counts. That's like Burnett's or whatever. When you're in college. The bottom shelf. Yeah. Oh. Stoli. Stoli. Oh, yeah. And not the good triple filtered stuff either. <laughs> right. <laughs> the bottom of the barrel, the cheapest thing you can get. And it's, it is always something like Peter's. You know, like some really like this name sounds terrible. Yes, it does. Uh, so Catawba's growing. No, what are you talking about? Well, they're not getting rid of. They're getting rid of some places, but not this one. So we talked about this on the show uh, last recording session, unless that was one where I was muted. Can't remember. Um, so Catawba Brewing's main uh, who cares? Catawba's been bought. Uh, for the second time in two years. And the new ownership group, which is the owners of the New Orleans Saints, uh, are closing down the OG Morganton Taproom and Production Facility. However, they have outposts, if you will, taprooms, not only in Charlotte, but in Asheville and Wilmington. Uh, the Wilmington one has only been a taproom, but it looks like they are going to be doing some pilot, uh, you know, putting in a pilot batch program in there. So it's growing, asshole. But that's... I don't, okay. You know I'm right. Is, is Catawba <laughs> growing? I'd say no, because no, but them losing their Morganton facility. But it's this just, article also says they're going to set up more of these. This isn't the only one. Oh, and I know. The only two are not the only ones. So they're basically at least... Tell me if I'm crazy from the way that I read this article. They're moving into the brew pub model. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's kind of seemed that way okay. for, for a while with, um, you know, them buying Palmetto in, in Charleston and, you know, keeping that tap room and everything going. Um, and we've seen this kind of model in, in the past. Yeah. Well, like that uh, <clears throat> Southern Tier spot that's up in uh, uh, Brewers at Yancey. Mm-hmm. You know, they, if you don't know any better, you go in there and it kind of gives this vibe of, oh, they're, they're kind of like this super eclectic, like tap room, but also has like all sorts of other breweries beers here. Like this is kind of neat, but there's only like three or four breweries, but like I can get Southern Tier and Six Point and Victory and Bold Rock. Right. Yeah. I remember Six Point when that was a thing. Oh yeah. Part of me misses. Some resin. Yeah. I wonder if that would still hold up. How can we not get that beer? I don't see that beer here at all anymore. And isn't there like fucking corporate headquarters here? That doesn't make any yep. sense. Well, yeah. the Yeah, the corporate headquarters. I know that... They, They're not making the beer yeah, here. Nothing though, so. is brewed here. Yeah. Uh, that's the other fun part about going to that place because you see all those tanks and you're like, ooh, pretty. Yeah. And then you realize, ain't nothing happening in those the Those are things. the most expensive placeholder decorations <laughs> yes. you've ever seen. Yep. 
is worse than having that room in your house that nobody actually goes into that has the couch that nobody sits on with the pillows that nobody lays on. Yep. Glad we got this extra room, hun. <laughs> I will never forget going to that place and like it is massive. Like you walk into it and you're almost overwhelmed at the yeah. size of it. But I mean I could I could see you know this becoming the new thing where you know you you um, take the, Kataba, the name, you um, take made by the water you know, and they've got, uh, you know, two dozen taps in 30% of them are Catawba and 10% of them are Palmetto. Palmetto. And, and then you've got some from that other place in New Orleans that, you know, like whatever. There was and Dixie it, Brewing that renamed, yeah. Right. And it, it kind of gives off that vibe of variety and diversity, but it's really, it's, I mean, I guess you could call it a tight house at that point. It I mean, is. Because, but I mean, it's yeah. also their place. So, like, it's, it's, it's not really quite fair to say that, but. When you've got control over everything that's in there and people think like you give that illusion of, of choice. choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'd prefer to have a weapon of choice, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I don't, it'll be interesting to see if they continue to do this. Uh, I, I guess yet another brewery in quote unquote town that we don't really talk about because uh, never really had great experiences with their beer. Part of it, too, was I think we kind of got a bad taste in our mouth, somewhat pun intended, when they hadn't even opened their location and they were dropping their CLT IPA like they were making it here. And and we saw right through it and nothing like turns off. And and maybe maybe your your listener, your individual beer, beer market is different. But like in Charlotte, nobody likes a faker. They're right there. Do you, do, you, do you need these? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> oh, no. I don't need those. I need a towel. Okay. Mm. Glad, glad you liked it. It's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, yeah, that that definitely set a this bad is, taste in our mouth for ordered. sure. Yeah. We'll, we will continue to keep our eye on what's going on with Kotaba. We might, at this rate, we just should just have a segment at the end of every other show. What's Catawba doing today? Well, then that would also turn into what is New Anthem doing today? What is Highwire doing today? What is... Uh, I mean, more Highwire than New Anthem, for sure. Well, yeah. New Realm? Or, yeah, yeah New Realm. Sorry. <laughs> Closing some space. New, new Realm. How about that? New Realm. Uh, guess the Savannah location should have come home with the GABF medal. Could have still been open. <sighs> You guys had one chance. You did. All right. Are we ready for break? Yep. We'll be back in 30. Time for buy no buy, Jeff. How does that work? So let's talk about the beer we've been drinking on the show, and whether we like it or didn't like it, we're going to give it a really straightforward rating: either buy, which means we would buy it again, or no buy, which means for whatever reason we don't want to spend our own money on this. Now, typically, the beer that we have on the show, beer that we bought with our own money, occasionally we get a beer like the one in my hand right here that was donated to the show. Nice. Um, Beercation 2.0 participant Rich uh, handed me a can of Burrow Beers Kolsch. 
Um, this is Burl Beer from Pensacola. Um, it says Kolsch, but uh, man, that's kind of hazy for a Kolsch. That's, that's why I looked up. Yeah, I'm like, like um, what? That's a Kolsch. It's um, you know, the fun thing about a Kolsch, you can't really hide anything in it. I don't know. Uh, it's it's. I tried looking for date statements, but didn't see one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this. I'm just not a huge fan. Lots of good Kolsch around here, and um, I'd rather have some Devil's Logic community than this. So, um, you know, if I was there, I'd be interested in trying the rest of their stuff. But this one was a, was a no thanks. Well, well very light, uh, slight straw, a little bit of like a fruity sweetness to it, which is acceptable for a Kolsch, but I prefer my Kolsch is a little cleaner, a little crispier, crispier than this. And for that, I'm just not going to buy it. It's passable. Yeah. But nothing to not, not worth my beer dollar. Josh. All right. So true story. Yo, first beer up, right? Jeff pours it. I don't ever really pay attention to the styles or anything. I just drink the beers. Right. You look at that beer, and it looks like it's a damn hazy. Yep. And I was like, is this a flat hazy? What's happening? <laughs> and then when he said a Kolsch, I'm like, oh, oh right. so it's a weak Kolsch. Okay. But, yeah, there is, there's just nothing really sadly redeeming about this, especially when we have better options around here. So, no buy. Next beer up. Next beer up from Bramari. This is Out Loud, a double IPA with uh, Mosaic, Strata, and Motuyikas. Um, this, uh, you know, I'm like, wow, it's our second beer and we're already in a double IPA. It's an 8.3, so it's that like like 1.5 IPA. You know, like yeah, remember when IPA double IPA used to be like 10% oh, and yeah. now that's what they call triple IPA. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. Uh, it's like it's like reverse inflation, right? With uh, double IPA, uh, but no, this one tastes good. I, I, I like the flavor. The hops isn't you know it drinks light for an eight point three percent. Yeah, I like this one. I'm a buy. Wells, so this out loud is. I mean, we've had other kind of collaborative, community driven beers on the show before, like the Black is Beautiful project. Uh, out loud is a queer driven collaboration within the beer industry to support local queer communities. Um, but dang, this is a very tasty little beverage and it's super sneaky for an 8.3%, uh, a little yeah. bit light for my taste, but that's not enough to keep me from buying it. Josh, I can't believe I'm going to repeat the same statement that it is a little light at eight and a half percent, but it's damn good. It's really good. The hops all work together. I just, yeah. It's got that weird kind of like in-between body. Yep. But still a good beer. Absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, so Resident Culture just celebrated an anniversary. Five years? Yes. Um, and so they put out some five-year beer. This, um, this is not one of them. This is not one of them? No, this, this, is, just, with- this is just part of the Forever Alone series that they've been doing. Uh, single hop uh, haze, haze bombs. The other two that we have Those following are, yes. this. Okay, so uh, this is Talus, which um, Wells tells me was one of the primary hops of the Fresh Hop Lateral A that we had last time that we really liked. It should be the the uh, dominant hop. I'd have for to that go one. back and look. Um, 
That's this. Uh, this has like a potpourri kind of smell to it, or like a eucalyptus, maybe something. It's. I like the taste of the beer, but that smell is just not. Just not working for me. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna no buy it. I so, something about that fragrance is really throwing me for a kicker, and, I, and I've had enough of that lateral A at this point that I don't know that I've. I think I would have noticed this. All right, uh, Talus. It's kind of new to me. Uh, it's one of the, you know, HBC numbered beers over the last couple of years. Finally got its name. Um, I'm getting a lot of lime zest, but mostly pith. Grapefruit pith for days. Um, but I really enjoy this. Uh, you Anytime uh, Resident Culture rolls out one of their Forever Alone beers... It's always a single hop, always the same base. And it, it's a really neat way to see exactly how, like what these hops taste like, you know, when they're shining, you know, on their own. And uh, Talos is going to be one that I kind of keep my eye on moving forward because I really enjoyed that uh, single hill beer. And yep. I, I really enjoyed this uh, presentation too. Big bye, Josh. So Jeff is right. The smell is a little weird. It's off-putting, but... One of the things I've always enjoyed about smash beers is. I don't know if it's a single malt. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. Smash beers or even just single hop beers are fun because it shows you the strength or weakness of that hop. Um, this hop does have a weird smell, almost like a eucalyptusy smell, but it's got a good taste. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll absolutely buy it, but. Yeah, that smell can be a little off-putting. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. So then we're going to talk about the actual five-year beer, uh, five-year anniversary beer from Resident Culture. Uh, up first, so we've had lightning drops. We've had lightning drops. We've had DDH lightning drops. We've now, had about every lightning drops you can imagine. Incorrect, Except sir. You haven't had this one. This is DDH double lightning. It's a double IPA at 8%. That's not double IPA. Eight and a half. Yeah, it is. DDH Hazy Double IPA version or a flagship IPA Lightning Drops Double Dry Hopped with Citra, Mosaic, and Strata. It tastes great. Um, I, I don't like hazy beer. You all know this. But this one I like. Now, that said, it drinks heavy. So I don't know that I would ever get more than a can. But uh, I do like it and I would buy it. Um, some of these lightnings are just really good. Wells. Yeah, anytime I see resonant culture and then lightning something, I know it's going to be good. This is no exception. Big bye, Josh. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It's and I know we've talked about it before. It's still amazing to me their cans. I love their black cans. I don't know what it is. I just think it's really cool. Like you don't see that very much. Um, they always stand out. And yeah, anytime I see lightning anything from them, I'm like, I know this is at least going to be a solid IPA. Yeah, this one is as well. Absolute buy. Jeff, next beer up. And then uh, the other five-year anniversary beer. Um, 
I don't know if you've paid attention to this can, Josh. I think you're going to love this one. Uh, this one's called It Has the Juice. Hazy AAA brewed in celebration of our fifth anniversary. Hopped at 10 pounds per barrel with Citra, Nelson, Lotus, Nectaron, Sabro, Simcoe, Simcoe, and Citra Cryo. Damn. It's a lot. Um, I definitely get a little of that uh, back of the throat hot burn on it. But uh, for being the 11% that it is, it doesn't drink boozy to me. Um, I can get in a lot of trouble with these. But again, it, it's it's a hazy. It, it drinks like I, I just feel the weight of it, right? Like it just, I don't know that. You can feel the old man. Well, and, and so like it's something I appreciated about being in the Northwest and specifically at Single Hill. Something about all of their beers they still could keep the ABV, but none of them drank heavy. Like I would be able to sit there and we actually did. We went through a couple of flights and I think I went through two pints and didn't feel like heavy and gross and whatever. I, I get through like, okay. So the story I was going to tell went to Duckworth and was with family. It was my second week in a row of hosting family. Ooh, I'm and, sorry. Yeah, I'd had my parents in the weekend before, and had her parents in that weekend, and uh, you know, I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a flight. And so I'm looking through the little iPad, and I, I see about six things that I'm interested in. So then, when I see six, I usually come up with eight, and then order all of them. And then they yeah. pretty much all in because they were all like IPAs. And so I thought, well, surely some of these will not. They're not all gonna be hazies. They were all hazies. Oh, so for so, you? Yeah, I, I was hating life to begin with. But what I found really interesting was, for me at least, after the second or third one, they all taste the same. Like, there was so little discernible difference between these four on a flight. And then I get the next flight, and it's like, these taste just like the last ones. I couldn't tell you what any of them were. I mean, I could look it up. But I wouldn't be able to tell you which one I liked or which one I didn't like, because they all kind of tasted the same. Yeah. But then contrast it to this, and we've got a bunch of hazies, and they all like have a personality. So now I'm sitting there like second guessing myself. Is it that I didn't? Is it the IPAs they had on tap? Mm-hmm. Is it maybe they don't necessarily clean their lines between hazies? Okay, also a possibility. Yeah. How old are those kegs? How old are those kegs? Yeah. Um, because I like this. It has the juice. Again, I I can't. I I don't see myself drinking. I, this is. I would buy some of these and share them. I say that, I mean, you know, you, you laugh about their black cans, but I mean, they might as well be gold cans because of what they charge for their beer. But, you know, it yeah, is what they yeah. got. Look, they got to pay for that uptown, you know, somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know that's not the issue. But um, yeah, long story longer. Uh, I like this one. I'm not a hazy convert, but I'll, I'll take it. Wells? I enjoy it. I do find that the lightning drops kind of run circles around it a little bit. Um, this is apparently 11%, like obviously 11%. Um, this isn't sneaking under the radar, kind of like that double lightning could. Um, I still enjoy it. I don't know if Nectaron really vibes well with me. That's another one of those newer hot varieties that I find I just don't particularly care for as much. And if okay. this... So I'd probably like this beer a lot more had that hop not uh, showed up. But 
I'll still buy it. I mean, damn, it's a resident culture and it's a hazy. Like you've the, already had it. You've the, already the, bought it. The floor is high. Yes, Josh. Not as good as the last. No, resident culture by any stretch of the imagination. Still a solid beer. Uh, quite impressive. They have that many hops in it. Like that's a lot of hops. Ten pounds per barrel. What the hell? That's crazy. Um, but you know what's crazy is, and maybe it's just the, the growth of me as a beer drinker. Like, I can remember drinking, like, a stone ruination and, like, my teeth almost clinching, right? Like, this I, I is, remember having one of those. a lot of hops, <clears throat> and now you just talk about that, and I'm like... Remember when Pallet Wrecker actually wrecked your palate? Yeah. So, is it just that we have matured that much, or is it that things are different in the brewing process? M- much like I am with Iocane Powder, I've built up a tolerance over the years. Like, I feel like that is definitely a thing, and that's why... There's always this like push for like how can we make things more hoppy and more like whatever and um, okay yeah, for I was sure just curious for sure uh, but yeah absolute buy uh, final beer up final beer up uh, while at Freem in uh, Mount Hood Oregon I texted the boys and I'm like hey here's what I got access to let me know if you want anything and Wells says I would like that particular bottle and so he asked for a bottle of the cognac barrel. Double Mash Imperial Stout. Uh, so this has been aged for 10... I say, I say 10. Let me go to the... Check, they'll check the old man readers here. 10 months, barrel aged. Um, you know, they're, <clears throat> when I first got to know Freem, Scott would always send their Belgian beer, and it was always really good. And then he would send some of their stouts, and it was like they were using their Belgian yeast with their stouts, and it just—I don't care for Belgian yeast and stouts. Yeah. Um, and this may still have some of that, but um, yeah, those cognac barrels, man, oh man, it is fourteen um, percent. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> No big deal. Yeah. Um, it doesn't drink like 14%. It drinks closer to like 11 and a half, maybe 12. <laughs> For, I mean, it's not as chesty as I thought it would be. Yeah, it's definitely not a chest warmer. But uh, dango, dango, dango. This one, super good. Big buy. We'll buy again. Well, well uh, the cognac barrel is kind of playing second fiddle. It To me, I get massive just tobacco like throughout this it is a malt monster if you will i mean it, it is 14 percent. it's got a lovely little uh heat to it on the back end a little little prickle uh it's really good i'm i'm not i'm a little underwhelmed by the barrel okay um namely because god it's a big boy this is really good. I'm very thankful that you brought this back, and I'm glad that I'm I picked you. this one up. I'm glad you decided to order it, because I don't know. Because I looked at it, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I had already had enough stuff, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. There's a heck of a lot going on, and uh, woof. I, I can sip on this all night. Big bye. Josh. All right, so noob question. Yo. What the hell is cognac supposed to taste like? I don't, I, I don't think I've ever had just straight cognac. Because, because well, you, you said something. Cognac tastes like cognac. It's cognac. Thank you. Cognac. Well, you said something interesting about the tobacco flavor. Uh-huh. And this felt like chewing on a big old cigar. 
Yes, it does. So is that what cognac tastes like? And like I am in the wrong for drinking like smoked scotch and I should be drinking cognac or No, so cognac is one of those like region protected types of liqueurs, right. liquors, whatever. Uh so this is a, a region specific but brandy. Okay, so cognac is brandy. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. But not all brandy is cognac. Okay. Okay. So otherwise it's just a sparkling. I'm just kidding. So then this is the malt that is giving me that giant tobacco note. Correct. Because that's about all I can taste in this. Same. And it's crazy. Like There's some definite chocolate on the very end. There is. It, it does turn into chocolate. But when you first smell it, you first taste it. Oh, yeah. It, I might as well just have one of those big old cigars in my mouth. And I'm just Chaw! chomping on it. Like That's impressive to actually be able to pull off in a beer. Uh, I don't know that I would... Drink an entire bottle of this, though. Mm, okay. Because I feel like that tobacco is almost too much. More for me and Wells. So, yeah. I'm going to yep. have to know by this. Woo. So, Jeff, it's time for I Tap That. How does that work? Uh, after we have decided the beers and, and announced what beers we would like to have, uh, we would like to buy, uh, what's the one that we like the best? What's our best in show? What's, uh, what's one that we'd love to have a keg of? Put on the old kegerator, if you will. Um. You know, for me, I'd, I think I'm going to go with that frame. Um, I, I could, like, especially when it starts getting cold. And, of course, I'm talking about Charlotte cold. Right. Yes. You know, where I have to put jeans on and maybe a flannel. Right. Um, <clears throat> I, I actually finally retired all my winter coats this year. Because, like, I had these, like, big wool coats. Oh, like, yeah. You know what it's like growing up in the mid- Midwest oh, yeah. where it's fucking cold. But we, we were literally on vacation, like... Um, 13 years ago went out with Scott and, and went out to the Pacific Northwest and did like a two week tour all around the area and we were at like some outlet mall and they had a uh, they had like a sports store and they had like a Colts like heavy coat and it was on like super clearance and like who's gonna buy Colt stuff there and I'm like I'm totally buying this yeah I've literally worn it one time <laughs> in my entire life. I finally got rid of this year too because I was just like, I, I don't like, it doesn't make sense to be taken. Like, I'm never going to use this. Yeah, exactly. But that frame beer, get the uh, fake fireplace going, you know, especially like with like a like a big old dinner. Oh, that put me in a coma. I mean, with a good the steak, kind of coma. Like, oh yeah. yeah. With a steak or, yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. Wells, what about you? What's your favorite? Oh, so this was a this was tough, but that resident culture DDH double lightning is going to take it for me. Makes sense. Yeah, Josh. I mean, of course, resident culture DDH lightning. Woo! That is, uh, I know they're going to be at night and day. I hope that that beer makes an appearance. I, but if it doesn't, <laughs> if it doesn't, I won't be mad. We can but, just go to the damn brewery and get some. Well, we can. Yes, absolutely, but. Yeah, you notice wow. how that's in a can. I didn't carry it in like in my cup. This can. is no, not. Didn't. This is not hard to find. No, I know it's it's damn delicious though. Absolutely. So Jeff, we're the new show. Where are we at? Come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. You can find links to our old episodes. You can find uh, the story I wrote up on free. Yeah, you did a of, short report. I did. Yeah, I did, I did a story. I, I, got, I was floored, you guys, because I logged into the website because I always want to make sure I get the numbers right in the email. Right. right. And I see that Jeff just posted an article. Didn't say a word to anybody about it. I'm like, I, cool. I got, I got two more coming. Um, the second 
uh, shipment of beer is on its way here. <laughs> How many pounds? Just so listeners know. Uh, what, what did I say this one was? Like 70? No, 88. 80, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. 88. 88 pounds of beer. Yeah. Well, some of that's the shipping container, but um, yeah, it's still, uh, yeah, there, there, there's, there's a lot going on there. Um, but I got, I got two more coming um, from my, my trip on beercation. I just need to be, and, and I think Wells will uh, recognize this, I need to be in the right like writing headspace. Yes. I don't typically like to write. I don't write a lot. This is why I'm, it's not my career, but uh, every now and then I get in the groove. You mean and- every seven years? Or whenever the last beer station was that you did. Shush. You're sure. Shush. No, it's fine. Asshole. <sighs> Meanwhile, um, if you'd like to have some contact with us, give us a shout. Um, contact at craftbeercast.com over emails at CBCast on the Twitters. If you want to slide into Josh's DMs. Wells, where can they find you? At all the Wells. That's easy. All it one is. word. All nice. Whatever. Find me there. Josh, where are you? Besides here, I'm at Josh CBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody. You've been listening to us. Uh, don't forget, Wells and I will be at Night and Day Festival at Heist Brewery. Come and say hi if you want to. Barrel Arts, not brewery. Yes, sorry, Barrel if, Arts. If you go to the Nodal location, we'll be very disappointed. Yes, you will. Uh, and you also need a ticket because this is a beer festival. So uh, if you were there, come and say hey. Uh, I'll actually be posting some stuff on Instagram from the beer festivals. So. Gasp shock. I know, right? Shocker. Crazy. I will believe that when, when I, I see, see it. it. Next thing you're going to tell me is that you're going to get the Instagram going. Yeah, okay. Hey, the Instagram is going, and Wells has the password. He just does. He chooses not to use it. I forget. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I forget about my own. It's fun. Don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft your cast. Uh, throw stories up there. We will definitely give you some updates and talk about it on the show. Uh, contact crappiercast.com if you want to email and be old and weird. One of us will email you, probably Jeff. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.